Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Spartan Pride Podcast. Fans First Sports Network, Jonathan Shop with you. Week four. Around college football we go. News from the Mel Tucker saga that is continuing. News from Colorado, Michigan, and beyond. Week four, everybody. Ah, just a few leaves beginning to change out there. Just a few leaves beginning to change. A few fortunes are going to change this week in college football. Let's go ahead and start there. How about actually on the field? Let's start with the pick six. The six most interesting games ever in college football this week. There's a handful of good ones. We're going to cover those. We're going to start with those out of the gate here on the Spartan Pride podcast. So we go around the world of college football, week four, here on the Fans First Sports Network. Right out of the gate, there's a game that stands out to you. Maybe two, but let's start with the big one. Colorado at Oregon. Coach Prime on the road to Dan Lanning, a guy who took a little bit of a jab at Colorado in the offseason. On Monday, he said, I don't regret anything I've said. At the end of the day, I wasn't talking about Dion's team. I was talking about the past and future for our team. But if that serves as material for them, great. I don't think it's going to have any bearing on the game or success of the game. Well, Coach Lanning, I think it probably will. You said you had no reaction trying to remember if Colorado ever won anything in the Pac-12. Quote, I don't remember. Do you remember them winning anything? I don't remember them winning anything. Unquote. Well, that's going on a bulletin board. It's going on the trade tables, going on the video screens as Colorado hops on a plane to Autzen Stadium. That one's going to be 3.30 on Saturday. No doubt that's one of the best six of the week. Staying out west, how about UCLA at Utah? Same time, 3.30. This one's on Fox. Hopefully you've got two screens, maybe more. I like this one a lot. You know, I like Oregon to defend their home field. I kind of like the same for Utah. UCLA, what do they got? Not really sure. Utah is a strong team, physical team. They're at home. That place is going to be jacked. I think the people in Utah love to deliver any kind of beating they can to their California neighbors. 
especially when you look at Utah not being invited to join the Big Ten Conference. This is going to be their best shot to kind of stick it to UCLA on the field. Another 3.30 of note. Uh-oh. You need another screen. <laughs> Ole Miss at Alabama. Anytime Lane Kiffin goes to visit his old employer, it's interesting. Anytime that old employer, as in the Crimson Tide, have a little bit of a struggle, it has the potential to be explosive. 3.30 in Tuscaloosa. Ole Miss at Alabama. That's three out of the gate that taste pretty darn good. I hope you've got yourself multiple screens for 3.30 because it's going to be on and you are going to want to see it. If not, you're going to need to be rotating rapidly with your clicker. Now, is it possible there's another 3.30 of interest? I think so. I think one of the more interesting games all week is in 3.30. And I think it's another road trip to the Midwest for BYU. Did you see BYU in Arkansas last week? That one was pretty interesting and entertaining. Have you seen Kansas quarterback yet? This guy is the real thing. He carved up Illinois the other week. BYU at Kansas, another 3.30. Really interesting game. You're going to need a lot of screens. Don't worry about it. As you know, as this thing goes, what usually happens is one of these games is a dud and or is decided pretty early on. So I don't think you're going to need to be sweating it too bad, but you've got to get those ready to go. We got two more. There's one that's a no-brainer. It's inside the heart of the college football triangle. That is in South Bend, Ohio State at Notre Dame. I think the Buckeyes got a message to deliver to Notre Dame this time. Look out for the Buckeyes to make a loud statement around the college football triangle. That's the area, if you'd go on a map and kind of draw yourself a rough triangle from Columbus to East Lansing to South Bend, then close it out. You got Ann Arbor in the middle there. On any given week, some of the most interesting and important college football in the country is going on with one of the teams or multiple teams inside of that college football triangle. That's five on a weekend that all of a sudden, yeah, maybe may a little bit more loaded up than you thought it would be, huh? A little more loaded up than you thought it would be. The sixth game is interesting because of where these teams are coming from. And North Carolina is coming from an interesting spot. They should have lost to Appalachian State in overtime. They handled Minnesota pretty well. And now they have a Big Ten-style team in Pittsburgh that's looking to save their season. Pittsburgh, beaten in the backyard brawl pretty badly, 17-6. That's after a loss at home against Cincinnati. They return home, 8 o'clock at night, the old Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, Kind of with their season on the line, what I mean by that is if Pitt wins somehow, they're 2-2 two and two and they are in the mix and they have saved their season. If they don't, look out below for Pitt and hello, North Carolina could be setting up to go on a bit of a run. The Tar Heels have been tested so far. They should be tested this weekend in Pitt. And after that, they've got Syracuse, and Miami before they get to a relatively easy part of the schedule that sets them up for a real nice run 
until mid-November when they would be at Clemson. This is an interesting game for that reason. These are the six most interesting games ever in college football this week. I like to call them the pick six. I hope you enjoy them, take notes on them, get ready for them. And man, are you going to be busy flipping that thing around at 3.30, even if you've got three, four, five screens going. It's going to be a good one. We're going around the world of college football. Spartan Pride Podcast, Jonathan Shop. This is the Fans First Sports Network. You know, I think it felt good to start there with the pick six. So much off-field news. So much of it around Michigan State, dealing with Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker released a response to MSU's intent to terminate on the 19th, which was Tuesday. I don't know what exactly to say about this. I'm just going to try to come at it from a a legal perspective for you. And I think a a lot of you know what I'm going to say. A lot of you are way ahead of the curve because you've already listened to my show about Mel Tucker's termination process. Maybe you listened to Hondo and I talking about the early candidates for the Michigan State job. We'll deal with this statement here. I don't know legally what Tucker is doing. It looks like he's trying to drag something into the public and create some kind of public battle with Michigan State, that's not going to work. That's nothing to do with his contract, and I don't think it's going to help him in any way. I don't know what legal advice he's getting. Um, He's not getting any from, from me, certainly, and I don't think it's going to do any good for him. Tucker's statement basically says... I have concerns. I've had concerns. I just got this notice after I requested family and medical leave for a serious health condition. He doesn't disclose what that is. I really don't know what this is, but I don't think it moves the needle an inch. Uh, Maybe this will be hopefully the last time we have to talk about this on this show. But let me point you back to Mel Tucker's contract with Michigan State, specifically Section 3, Term of Employment, Termination, Section B, Early Termination, Damages, and Bullet Point 1. Bullet Point 1 says, The university may terminate this agreement prior to the expiration of its term at any time for cause without liability to the coach or any other penalty. That's basically telling you how they can fire him with cause. Cause for such termination includes, without limitation, the following. The coach materially breaches this agreement. The coach commits a crime other than a minor traffic offense, whether prosecuted or not. And then we come to the key point, and really the point in my analysis of this, where Michigan State is going to have no problem terminating Mel Tucker for cause. The coach engages in any conduct which constitutes moral torpitude or which in the university's sole judgment would tend to bring public disrespect, contempt, or ridicule upon the university. That is the provision 3B1C. In my opinion, that gives Michigan State extraordinary authority to terminate Mel Cucker with cause, 
<clears throat> and really leave Tucker with no ability to successfully collect. I don't know why so many people haven't seen this yet. I don't know why Tucker is going about this as he is, but I don't think this is going to change a thing when it comes to Michigan State's process of terminating him for a cause. Now, I'll tell you what I think relative to Mel Tucker's future. I don't think he's helping himself for the future right now. When you look at how Bobby Petrino handled his situation, and when you look at how Hugh Freeze handled his situation, they did not take some of these steps that Mel Tucker is taking. My prediction is this is not going to help Tucker at all. Tucker's not going to recover another dollar from Michigan State. Michigan State football and Michigan State athletics are going to move on very quickly from Mel Tucker. And whether or not there's more behind this or more bad conduct that is revealed, I don't have any idea who is advising Tucker or why they are advising him to go this route because I don't think it's going to be very successful. But that's just my opinion. I could definitely be wrong. I have been wrong before. I will be wrong again, I'm sure. Hey, look at my prediction for the Washington game. I thought Michigan State was going to have something to, to play with. But I don't know what's going on there. And as far as the coaching search for Michigan State, I've seen so many names. Uh, first of all, it's the middle of September. We have no idea whose season's going to go what direction from here. Uh, I do think the names to be interested in most right now are the ones that are not in season actively coaching. Those include, depending on their interest in the job, Pat Shermer at Colorado, Marvin Lewis working at Arizona State, and maybe another name or two that we don't know about. I do not think there's any way Michigan State football is dropping down to recruit MAC coaches. No disrespect to them, but this is a national school recruiting on a national level with a national history showing zero sign of going back to some kind of regional or lower talent pool. I just don't see that happening anytime soon, regardless of what some folks in the region, in the upper Midwest and Michigan think. Be really careful who you listen to and the names that are thrown out there. Maybe do a little digging to find out who you're reading or talking to before you get up and down about some guy from the MAC or some guy from an ACC school possibly coming to Michigan State to be the next football coach. Who knows? We got a long, long way to go. What I would advise you of is to keep an eye on who's in season, who's out of season, who's an assistant coach, and so on, when you're trying to figure out if Michigan State might just go ahead and make a move during the season to hire a head coach, which would keep some of these so-called candidates completely out of the picture. Spartan Pride Podcast, Jonathan Shop with you, Fans First Sports Network. We're going around the world of college football. We already threw out a pick six. We already talked about Mel Tucker's saga update. Couple other notes, Jim Harbaugh, back coaching Michigan, says he learned some things, gonna put some policies in place to make sure he never gets sidelined again. I don't know what that means. I did see a great interview between Harbaugh and Dave Wanstead. That was fun, including an actual story of Harbaugh as a player. Those guys are great when they get together. You may remember, and I do, and I bet some of you do, 
when Harbaugh first came back, that's the interview he gave before his first game when Michigan played Utah, I believe on a Thursday night to open the season. Who knows what's going to happen with Jim Harbaugh from here. I've said it on this show before. I'm going to say it again. I think Jim Harbaugh would be a fantastic first commissioner for college football if he indeed does not really want to coach the Michigan Wolverines much longer. Michigan got off to an easy 3-0 start. They should have no trouble with Rutgers this week. I don't know what the future holds for Jim Harbaugh, but I think it's probably different than what the past has held. I do think he would be an unbelievable candidate to be the first commissioner of college football. And who knows? Maybe it's a wild card idea if one ever existed that he would actually consider given his struggle to try to get an NFL job and his growing frustration with coaching at the college level. Lastly, this week, we've got to talk about the Colorado State-Colorado game last week. There are some of you must have seen that live like I did way late in the night. We're talking well past 1 o'clock, into 2 o'clock, into overtime. Really looked like Colorado State had the game won. If you don't know, Colorado State was up by a touchdown, pinned Colorado deep in their own end. The Buffs go the whole way down the field, tie the game, end up winning in a second overtime. A controversial play knocked out Colorado's two-way star, Travis Hunter. It was not a good-looking play. Ball thrown over his head, borderline cheap shot, but the story of the week is Deion Sanders basically saying a whole lot. He's basically saying, you're going to let this guy Henry Blackburn from Colorado State off the hook. I'm going to read part of Prime's quote here. This is still a young man trying to make it in life. A guy that's trying to live his dream and hopefully graduate with honors or a degree. Committed to excellence and go to the NFL. He does not deserve a death threat over a game. At the end of the day, this is a game. Someone must win. Someone must lose. Everybody continues their life the next day. And Sanders added that Hunter has already moved on and looking forward to recovering, hopefully back sometime in October. The play didn't look necessarily like it would cause that level of injury. I'm not sure what the fallout will be from, well, it's an out-of-conference game between Colorado and Colorado State. Really not sure what the fallout will be. But the reaction has been pretty strong, and Deion Sanders is leading the way saying, what he said, looking for both sides to move on, and not without good reason. To circle back to the pick six, it's going to be fun this weekend. Colorado on the road, Autzen Stadium, real loud place. That 3.30 kick is going to be one to be seen. We have gone around the world of college football. We like to do that in the middle of the week here on the Spartan Pride Podcast. I'm going to catch up with you later this week as we preview Michigan State at Maryland. Excuse me. Michigan State hosting Maryland for homecoming. That's coming up next time on the Spartan Pride Podcast on the Fans First Sports Network.